Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Panel Riot. Happy New Comic Book Day. I am so glad that you're joining me this week. You, you beautiful little candy nubbins of, of comic book love. I'm, I'm just so glad that you're here for this, uh, this week's edition of Panel Riot. We are talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and their comic book adventures. Um, we are going to, going to look at three very different Ninja Turtles comics, and, uh, and then we're going to talk about them as we often do here on the show. Uh, but before we do that, Intern Stan, if you would please cue us up an appropriate theme song. Spectacular. Thank you, Intern Stan, for that uh, that wonderful theme song. That, of course, is the Ninja Turtles theme song uh, from the Nickelodeon series, which is currently ongoing. I've heard it is phenomenal, but i got to tell you, I haven't seen it yet. Soon, though. I promise very soon I will check that out, uh, because just based on the intro alone, it looks great. Um, we are talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this week. Now, we are going to do it in a way that I've done shows before here on Panel Riot. Um... We are going to read three separate issues and review them individually. Um, later on down the road, I would like to have an episode with some people on to talk about the cultural impact of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because, I mean, their their uh, legacy has spanned um, at least a couple of decades. I'm pretty sure that the original came, comic came out in the 80s. Um, and... Uh, they're they're just they're a cultural mainstay for a lot of people around my age. I'm around thirty. Um, I'm not around thirty. I am thirty. Around thirty is what people say when they don't want to say that they're older than thirty. I'm just thirty. Uh, <laughs> you didn't need to know that. Um, so, uh, but we grew up, you know, reading these comic books, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books. We um we watched the cartoons, we played the ac- with the action figures. Oh my goodness, that I have so many Ninja Turtles action figures. Still do. I still do somewhere. I've got the sewer playset, I've got the Technodrome, the whole nine. So, uh, the comics we're going to be reading this week are, uh, first we're starting out with the original, the Eastman and Laird uh, Mirage published Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the origin story. I've never read this comic before. I still haven't read it because I'm going to pause recording the podcast and then read it and then talk about it um, like I do. And then uh, after that, we are going to be reading the Archie Comics version, which I have read, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. I remember this being like uh, kind of camp, maybe a little more serious than the cartoon, um, but it was out around the same time as the cartoon. And uh, obviously it wasn't very violent. It was Archie Comics. Uh, and finally, we are going to wrap up with the comic that TJ recommended 
on this very show last week, uh, the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I will be reading the first issue of that in the third segment. So, before we get into all this stuff, I, I do want to quickly mention the past couple of weeks here on Panel Riot uh, with um, TJ Tag and Ellen Hemmington. They have done, uh, they were they were awesome on the show. They were just fantastic, so I highly encourage you to go back into the archives, listen to those two episodes. Um, that's episode 21 and episode 22. And uh, if you're looking for new comics to read, those are the places to go. Ellen and TJ do not disappoint when it comes to comic book recommendations. And there was a little overlap um, with Usagi Ujimbo, or Usagi, whatever, sorry. Um, and uh, if they both recommend that comic, then you ne- absolutely need to be reading that comic. Um, so if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, go back and listen to them. Come back, listen to this one, and uh, celebrate the Ninja Turtles with me. Um, so let's get right into it with the first issue, the first uh, Mirage issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now this book was published in uh, 1988, I uh, believe is the date, and uh, it's very good. It is very good. It's also very rough. Uh, yeah, 1988. Um, but it was it was wildly popular. The copy I happened to read was the fifth printing of the uh, of the book. And um, the art is interesting. It is it's rough. You know what I mean? It it doesn't seem like it was um, necessarily. You you can tell it was kind of it was more of a zine. You know, everything looks very handwritten. Um, as you know, as it was back in the day, um, including the panels, the lettering is very obviously uh, hand lettering. Um, it really just seems like you know a writer and an artist, and they got together and did this thing, and it caught fire. Um, even the, the page numbers, the numbering on the pages is—it's just a little bubble in the corner that was very plainly written by hand. You know what I mean? Um, but uh but it's good it's good it's it's a very interesting introduction to the characters because um it starts with the turtles and they fight a gang and they do well and they're very happy about it and then splinter explains his backstory which you know i'm I, i'm very surprised how true to this origin the cartoon stayed because um there i mean there was a few differences uh obviously because of kids but um so in this origin story, uh, Shredder was a rat. I know sometimes he starts as a human, sometimes he starts as a rat. This time he was a rat, and um, he was the uh, the pet of Hamato Yoshi, just like in the cartoon. Um, but this is where it, it changes a little bit. Um, Hamato Yoshi is in love with this lady named Tang Shen. Tang Shen. Um, loves him back, but there's another guy named Oroku Nagi, and um, they kind of fight for their for her affection and everything like that. And uh, what actually ends up happening is Hamato Yoshi kills Oroku Nagi, and then of course Oroku Oroku had a brother, Oroku Saki, who we of course know as the Shredder. Uh, the Shredder grows grows up becomes an assassin and um and I love this scene because it's it's you know all these assassins and they're saying um uh we have chosen you to go to the US and head the New York branch of the foot I just love that you know this assassin clan has a New York branch um anyway he goes to New York he avenges his brother by killing uh the the lady and the um, Hamato Yoshi and everything like that, 
Now, um, I knew that the foot was influenced by the hand, which is the you know the the Daredevil, Elektra, Marvel Comics group. Uh, what I didn't realize was how much stuff that they just blatantly. Uh, took from Daredevil. They really wanted this to kind of exist in the same world as Daredevil because uh, what happens is um, after Hamato Yoshi is killed, then Splinter runs away and he's uh, <laughs> he's out in the street and he's eating. He's still a tiny rat at this point and he's eating garbage and stuff and he sees the scene from Daredevil when Daredevil becomes Daredevil. When he gets hit in the eyes with the with the canister that uh, makes him blind but gives him his powers, you know, the the weird radioactive material, whatever, that's the same canister that bounces into the sewers and gives the Ninja Turtles their powers that makes them grow up and turn Splinter into a into a man-rat. Um, it's, it's just exactly the same thing. It's the same origin story. Um, it's just like, oh, this was also happening at the time. I love it. I think it's great. Um... It's 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 basically an homage to a comic that they very plainly loved. So good for them. Anyway, you know the rest. The ooze gets on the turtles and on Splinter. They grew up, and Splinter says, "I'm going to avenge my master because you know killing is a cycle, and um, I'm going to train you to do it." And that's what happens. They uh, he trains them for a long time. Raphael sends a message to Shredder. The four turtles fight Shredder in a very well done fight scene it was it's it's really the the art and the action and everything like that is very very well done it's very rough um as i mentioned earlier but you know this is the first issue by guys who i i don't i will freely admit i don't really know too much about their history obviously he's an artist that's been drawing for a while but there's like there's kind of a a, a rough amateur edge to it but I feel like that adds to it, to be honest. Um, it really adds to the overall feel of the comic. Anyway, they fight the Foot Clan first and get a little beat up, and then they fight Shredder and get a lot beat up. Oh, anytime anybody says something loudly, they use the Ninja Turtle font. You know, the one that's like the 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 green bubble letters um, that would show up forever in anything associated with Ninja Turtles. That was their exclamation font in this comic. I thought that was uh, that was great. Anyway, they fight apart, and then they fight together, and then they stab him through the chest. Oh. For a comic about ninjas and assassinations and fighting and everything like that, this is not a very gory book, which I appreciate. Um, I think the goriest thing that happens is when Leonardo stabs the Shredder through the chest and almost kills him. Um... And even that, it's not very graphic. Um, and this isn't black and white. All this is in black and white. Essentially what happens is they beat him, and he's like, okay, kill me. And they're like, no, we have honor. Kill yourself. Commit seppuku. Take this katana. Uh, katana. Whoa. And, uh, and Shredder's like, not going to do that. I have a thermite, thermite grenade, and I'm going to blow us all up. Donatello hits him with a staff while he's holding the grenade. Falls off the roof, just like the first movie, and explodes. They go home, and uh, everybody's pleased and happy and done. And that's it. That's uh, that's the first issue of the Ninja Turtles. Well done, well done indeed. Now, what are our criteria for uh, for issue number ones? Does it introduce the characters well? Yes, it does. Absolutely covers their backstory to a T. As if I didn't already know what it was, but if I didn't, it sure would be covered. Um, 
is it a good introduction to that world? Well, sort of. It's, um, I guess you see that there's these turtles and they fight and then they're in, in New York City. It mentions that a couple of times and, and there's ninjas in the foot. But aside from, aside from the, the Foot Clan, Shredder, the turtles in the sewer, and the stuff in Japan, there's not much to the rest of the world. You know what I mean? There's no supporting characters. Um, it's, it's kind of a narrow focus. But I feel like that's good for this book, you know? Um, does it make me want to read the next one? Absolutely. I would like to know what happens next. What this, because this first issue, um, it it sets up characters that are so interesting that obviously it goes on to a second. And you want to see what happens with these guys. Um, but honestly, if it was just a standalone thing, which I think it was when it came out, um, then it's fine, you know story's got a beginning, middle, end, you know, wraps up nicely, you assume the Shredder's dead, but they left it open for him to return, it was really well done, so, would I recommend it to you, the listener, yes I would, go and check it out, at your earliest convenience, Eastman and Laird, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one, and, if you could also, check this out, a word from our sponsor, that's correct, we'll be right back with more Panel Riot, please, stick around. In or around the Pittsburgh area? Check out Metamorphosis, Pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon, spa, and wellness studio. Haircut? Check. Manny? Check. Petty? Check. Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at SpaPGH.com. That's S-P-A-P-G-H.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. Once again, we are grateful to our sponsors. Thank you so much to Mia and the girls over at SpaPGH.com. Metamorphosis, I'm so excited. I get to go, um, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. I'm going to go get a haircut. I, uh, I'm going to go get, you know, have a couple of glasses of wine and really relax. Um, and I can't wait. It's just... It's just the happiest place on earth. Check them out, SpaPGH.com. They're also on Facebook. Check them out there. Um, Say a kind word and um, tell them Panel Riot sent you. Um, It'll make them happy. It'll make me happy. And then you'll be happy because you'll be there. We are talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we are reading Turtle Comics. In the first part, we uh, we had a brief discussion about the original number one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, published by Mirage Comics, and uh, now we're going to get into something that happened in the '90s, the dirty '90s. You know how we feel about the '90s here on uh, here on Panel Riot. Uh, we love them; they're great. Just want to, if the '90s were a dust bath, we would roll around in them and uh, and then feel clean inexplicably. Um, that's a good description for the 90s. It was just a big bowl of dust, and you rolled around in it, and even though you weren't, you felt clean. Huh. Wow. Um, so next up is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, uh, published by Archie Comics. Let me tell you about this book. It's not good. Uh, in, in, well, 
it's got good points, but it's it's not good. Um, it published in 1988. Now here's the thing: I I did a little research and I made a mistake. The reprint that I read of the original issue was uh, reprinted in 1988. The original came out in 1984. Uh, so apologies to Eastman and Laird. Um, anyway, so this was uh, this was 1988, and it was uh, very similar to the TV series, um, the 80, the one that came out in 1987. It's campy. It's really campy. It's very cartoony. It's very like Archie Comics kind of art, you know. The, you can tell they absolutely had the same people on uh, on art. Um, oh, art in letters by Dave Garcia. Hi, Dave. Well done on being a comic book artist. I'm very proud of you. Um, adapted from scripts by Christy Marks and David Wise, who I believe were writing the uh, television series at the time. So, uh, okay, let's let's go through and see what happens. Um, we start in a uh, uh, <laughs> grocery store. We start in a grocery store, and the uh, Michelangelo and Leonardo are there, and they are wearing trench coats, and a lady is shopping, and they think it's weird because he's buying weird stuff, because they're buying weird stuff, like tofu and bean sprouts, desiccated liver and wheat germ, peanut butter and jelly. Um, anyway, they're talking about weird stuff that they put on their pizzas, because if you remember, that was the joke uh, in the Ninja Turtles cartoon. They eat pizza with weird stuff. Um, so, while they're in there, the grocery store is robbed, the Ninja Turtles immediately take off their disguises and beat the crap out of these guys. Sort of. They do it in a funny way. The thugs throw clubs at them, and they bounce off their shells. And Leonardo's like, "Saved by the shell! Just like that. Um, Michelangelo knocks over a can of... some cans, A pyramid of cans of something on the guy. Um, and then Leonardo fights another thug. I don't know. He throws eggs on him and says, Exactly! Just like that. not it's not good it's not good they uh they get their groceries the lady gives it to them for free they run out in a shopping cart while michelangelo is shouting hyper speed and they bounce off the top of the cop car and go cowabunga that's right there it is page six cowabunga immediately april o'neill by page seven introduced immediately um, she interviews the lady, and the lady's like, I think they were turtles or alligators or salamanders. I don't know. They were green, and I don't wear glasses. And then there's Splinter. Splinter's meditating, probably trying to wonder what his life has become um, in this weird Archie comic. Uh, anyway, so they're talking about the things that they uh, they like on their pizza and what they want. My favorite is Raphael, who says, I'll have my usual cucumbers with unadulterated honey. I don't even know what that is. If you out there know what unadulterated honey is, I encourage you to write us at uh, uh, panelriot at gmail.com and tell me, what is unadulterated honey? And Leonardo thinks it's boring. He says, why don't you try something different for a change, like whipped cream and pickles? And Michelangelo says, they're my personal favorite, Chinese mustard and raspberry jam. <laughs> and then Raphael's like, maybe I'll try something different. Do we have any tomato sauce? Leonardo says, barf. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so funny. Jesus. All right, then they talk about um, how Shredder, just in two panels, 
they give their entire backstory. They say that the thugs at the supermarket weren't, weren't much of a mer- <laughs> weren't much of a workout, not like the the Foot Clan, and Le- and Raphael says, but wasn't it for Shredder? Where if it wasn't for Shredder, we'd still be four tiny pet turtles. And then Leonardo says, yeah, but the mutating gel that made us grow left our master splinter trapped in the form of a rat, which I assume that means he was a person in this one and then a rat. Uh, and then they talk about how, oh, Shredhead is stuck in Dimension X with that flipped-out brain creature, Krang, which is an excuse to go to Dimension X. Oh, and look at that. There's the Technodrome. Oh, I just noticed there's a bunch of... Uh, they have an entire army of rock creatures. Uh, and I know it's an army because they're all wearing army hats. And there's tanks. But there's the Technodrome. Anyway, uh, immediately, Krang in his suit with Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder, and they send Shredder back to Earth, uh, but not Bebop and Rocksteady. And they're like, why'd you do that? And Krang's like, because I enjoy seeing both people and animals suffer, and you, my friends, are both. (laughs) He's evil. And then we have a subplot where April has trouble at work. She talks to Irma and Vernon and the boss. I forget what the boss's name is. It really doesn't matter. Nothing matters. There's no point in any of this anymore. Splinter freaks out. He realizes Shredder comes back. Turtle's like, oh no, he's going to come back. And then Shredder pops out in a park. He beats up two guys who try to rob him. And then he goes and takes over a dojo. Oh, and then we're back to April and her work troubles. I don't even know what, I don't even know what they were. I don't even know what they were. I think a hooker shows up at one point. I don't know why. Um, and then oh, April's determined to prove that the turtles are real people. And then apparently the dojo that Splinter took over, he makes the people who were there just practicing karate, presumably one adult and a bunch of kids, because that's most karate dojos, uh, he makes them all dress up in turtle costumes and rob a bank. Let me tell you, I, I did martial arts for a little while, and at no point did anyone covered in knives come in and make a make us dress up as turtles and rob a bank. I wish he would have, because that would have been just just the icing on the cake. Anyway, um, Shredder reports into Krang. Krang's unhappy. Bebop and Rocksteady punch each other and knock each other out for some reason, and then it ends with Shredder saying, that leaves me one place to turn. To be continued! Cliffhanger! That's it! That's the end of this comic. Nothing happens. It's terrible. How does it serve as an introduction to the characters? Poorly. Very, very poorly. It it relies heavily on you knowing who the Turtles are. They knew their audience, you know? The cartoon was out and insanely successful. So they just assumed, if you're buying this, you know who the Turtles are. No one in the world is going to buy this without knowing who the Turtles are. And then one person was like, but what if they do? Let's put in two panels that explains everything. It's not good. Like much of the comics in the 90s, it's not good. Would I recommend it to you, my dear listener, who I love dearly and is so important to me? No. I would not. You are too precious in my sight to <laughs> to, to uh, encourage to read this uh, this horror, this unpleasantness known as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. Uh, it has not aged well. This was the comic. This was the Turtles comic I read as a kid. Um, 
and maybe it was because it was further down the line when I read it, um, because I read in the age of the mutant animals, the I'm sorry, mighty mutant animals. I never knew how to pronounce that. It was a very strange book. It was clearly um, when I started reading it, uh, people had stopped paying attention. So whoever was writing it at the time, they just did whatever the hell they wanted. Um, I had uh, issue number seven, which I remember that because it, it it had wrestling on the front. It was the four turtles. I don't know how we got to this point in just seven short issues from the strangeness of the first issue. <laughs> Either way, they were in space wrestling this crazy four-armed dude. Um, and when I say crazy four-armed dude, I mean he had four arms and was also a dog of some sort. Um, and they were wearing different costumes. They weren't wearing their regular Ninja Turtle costumes. It was weird. I think Raphael had the Venom symbiote at one point. Sort of. I don't know. It gets stranger. If you want to read... If you want to go back and relive the cartoon, you know what? Just watch it. We live in the age of the internet. If you can find a podcast about comic books, you can find the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. It takes it just, just five seconds of Googling. I'm sure you can find it streaming somewhere. It has to exist. If it doesn't, you can go to a Comic-Con and buy a bootleg DVD set from a sweaty man in a Punisher t-shirt for $12. This is the world we live in. It's magic. What a time to be alive. Don't read these comics. Go and watch the cartoon. Don't read these comics. If you must... If you must read these comics, even if just out of morbid curiosity, start a little further down the line when things get real strange. Real, real strange. Uh, that's when they introduce the mighty mute animals. You've got Man Ray and Leatherhead and Wingnut and Screwloose, who was like a bat with wings that didn't work, and a mosquito who was his friend, because they both flew. Um, <laughs> and then later on for whatever reason, they introduce a gecko named Mondo Gecko, and I loved Mon Mondo Gecko. I had that action figure, and not because I loved Mondo Gecko, because he came with a skateboard, and I was into skateboards, and, and I could make any of my characters skateboard. <laughs> this is a bad, this is a bad, bad book, and uh, you shouldn't read it. It doesn't set up the characters well. Um, there's very little backstory. The art, art's okay. The art is okay. If you if you like your Ninja Turtles brightly colored and and fancifully drawn and telling awful jokes, this is the comic for you. If you don't, if you like serious turtles um, with interesting stories, doing things that are um, interesting, this is not the comic for you. Stay far, far away from it. If you like good comics, not the comic for you. Another quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with the IDW version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Please do stick around, because i got a feeling that this one is going to be a good one. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. Hi, everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out insertcointobegin.com? New articles going up daily, and you can check out our podcast, Boss Battle, on sorgatronmedia.com. 
Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Welcome back to this week's edition of Panel Riot. Um, you should obviously check out those podcasts that you just heard from. Um, I want to give a special shout out to uh, the boys at Boss Battle, insert coin to begin. Um, I am on that show occasionally and I hope to return, but more often than not I'm recording Panel Riot. And some week I will get ahead and I will record Panel Riot ahead of time and I will be able to make my return to Boss Battle. But until that day, uh, it is it is in wonderful hands. Go and listen to them. Go to Sorgatron Media com right now and just click on every link you can find every single link if there's a link on the website you should click on it because there is wonderfulness at every single turn now we are talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I've read a couple of comics and they were okay and then they were not okay but what I've done now is I've finally found something great IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this book is fantastic. TJ was right. TJ was right. I'm sure you're surprised. You're not surprised. I'm not surprised. As I've said again and again, TJ has incredible taste in comics, and he did not let me down. Um, I just read the first issue, and I debated between reading the second issue and finishing this podcast but I, I know my time is very limited, and uh, I have to get this podcast done by a, by a certain time. So I can't read the second issue, which pains me. This is so good. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. So it starts with a big fight scene, as, uh, as these things tend to do. They're fighting a gang, but the gang is led by Old Hob. Old Hob is an alley cat who has an eye missing, um, and basically looks like Black Sad is just just had a real terrible few days. Um, the action is great. The turtles are fighting and joking and everything like that, but not in a way, not in a campy way, not in a way that's obnoxious, uh, like the Archie Comics one. Um, and uh, the the art is fantastic. Uh, it's really well drawn. You definitely get the sense of action and movement and everything like that. Um, finally, Splinter faces off with Old Hob, and it's, you know, you've got the cat and the rat and everything like that. But uh, if you notice, if you're paying attention, there's only three turtles fighting, and not four. So one is missing, and if you know your turtles and you know your weapons of the turtles, you see a bow staff, you see a couple of katana, you see nunchucks, but no sigh, which means Raphael is missing. Now, um, these turtles are wearing the red bandanas. They're all wearing red. None of them have uh, the different colors yet. I don't know if that's introduced later on, but um, you basically know them by their weapons and by their dispositions and everything like that. Um, they actually make reference to Raphael not being there, and uh, Old Hob kind of insults Raphael, and it makes everybody very sad. Splinter actually cries a little bit in a very touching scene. And then there's a panel where it shows Raphael. He's wearing the trench coat. He's got a hoodie that's up. And he just looks so sad. Just so, so very sad. And, um, but we have to wait to find out what happens to him. Because cut two, smash cut two, 18 months earlier, 
StockGen Research Incorporated. Now, they are clearly changing the background quite a bit because what you've got here is you've got four turtles. You've got April O'Neil, who is now a scientist. Uh, you've got some guy named Chet, and you've got a rat named Splinter. Um, Baxter Stockman, presumably Baxter, Dr. Stockman, is uh, the head of all this, and uh, he's talking to General Krang. General Krang, who they never show, uh, but he's real—he's a real grumpy, uh, angry man, um, and he threatens Baxter. And he's like, "Oh, you got to get me what I want. I'm paying you money for research." Blah 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 blah. Um, anyway, cut back down to uh, the office, and it's three months later. April is settling into her new job nicely and dressing in character-appropriate yellow. Um, and then they start talking about the names. They mention that uh, the rat's name is Splinter, and they say, oh, oh, well, April says, why? And they say, oh, well, he's part of a psychotropic drug test we're running. The drug's effect is like splitting or splintering the animal's nature in two, basically separating out a capacity for human-like cognition from the instinctual animal state, in theory at least. Uh, gee, I wonder if that's going to come into play. April asks about says psychotropic drug tests, what the heck does that have to do with bioengineering meat? Oh, and they act weird, and Lindsay Leaves, who's the person who was explaining the, the thing, so uh, obviously more here than meets the eye. Um, Chet, who has a stutter, uh, tells April that she should name the turtles, and she does. In a very touching scene, they really draw these turtles to be very adorable. Um, she says, okay, let's see. The little guy standing all still and quiet is Leonardo. The one studying that bug is Donatello, and the one gorging himself on lettuce is Michelangelo. Uh, and she mentions that she is a she has history of Renaissance Art 101 this semester, meaning she's in college, and she's clearly just interning. And then the guy says, oh, what? what about that guy? And she says, oh, the feisty one? That's Raphael. And the little baby turtle looks sad, and he's got his face up against the wall being feisty. Raphael's sad. Now, uh, there's a couple of fun things that happen now. Uh, we go back to Raphael uh, in his hoodie and his trench coat, and um, digging through a... Uh, a uh, dumpster looking for dinner finds a pizza, which is just a couple of crusts and a piece, and he's like, "Oh damn, this ain't gonna cut it." Jumps out, goes looking for more food, and uh, he digs through more trash and finds a T-shirt that says "Cowabunga," and he says, "Oh, now that's just wrong." Tosses it over his shoulder, and here's a crash, and um, there's uh, somebody getting beat up in a house, and he listens closely, and it's a guy beating up a kid. Um, and it's his dad, and dad is drunk, and the kid's name is Casey. I wonder who that could be. Um, it ends with Raphael kicking the door down, threatening the guy to leave the kid alone, and that's it. That's the end of the comic. And I absolutely want to read the next one immediately, at once. And I can't, because I've got to do this podcast, and I have to do several other podcasts. It's so good. It's so really very good. If you like the Ninja Turtles, like I do, it's really excellent. It's not a, it's not a campy redux the same way the Archie one was. It's not rough, and... Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad about that first issue. That first issue was good. Um, but it's not its not rough like the first issue. It's well 
done. The art is good. The dialogue is good. I'm hooked. I'm interested in these characters. I am invested. I want to know what this different origin is going to be. I want to know how April figures in. I want to know how they turn... Well, you can kind of see where it's going to go, how they're going to turn into humanoid creatures. But it's it's just... But how are there other humanoid creatures? That explains the turtles and Splinter, but that doesn't explain Old Hob. Where's how where's old Hob getting his powers from? How does he turn into a a big humanish kind of cat dude? Um, that was clearly Casey Jones. What? Where's Casey? What's Casey going to do? Casey's a kid. What are they going to do with Casey? Casey's a kid. Come on. I'm in. I'm invested. I want to know what happens. I want to know why Raphael is is um, kind of ostracized from the group. Why he's not participating in the in the strange cat-led gang rumble and i kind of really dig that you know he's a cat old hob is a cat but he's absolutely just leading a gang full of humans that's real weird and i'm into it um i just i i want to see how all this plays out um which is the mark of a good comic like i like i say anytime i do one of these um a first issue should get you hooked right off the bat and that's what this one has done i can't wait to read more and i can't wait to talk about it with people on this podcast talking about the ninja turtles uh, cultural influence over the years um so should should you get it absolutely you should absolutely get it you should buy this one and avoid those other two but if for some reason you would like to buy the other two any of these comics are available at panelriot.com. Go to panelriot.com, click on the link on the left, on the left-hand side. It says Amazon. You click on that, and there will be links to uh, each of these comics, each of these runs uh, of the Ninja Turtles, presumably. Now, I haven't yet checked on Amazon to see if the Strange Archie Comics run is going to be on there, but I'm willing to bet it is because Amon, uh, Amon, Amazon has pretty much everything. Anyway, if you go through our website, shop as you would normally, you can buy these comics or anything you want that Amazon has. Uh, We'll actually get a little kickback. You'll be supporting the show and you'll also have my eternal gratitude. More than you already do because guess what? You already do because you listen to Panel Riot and I really, really appreciate that. Go and read the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles IDW uh, issue number one. And then email us, panelriot at gmail.com, because I want to know about it. I want to know what you think, and I'm going to be reading it, so I'm going to have, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want someone to talk about. I'm going to have opinions, and I'm going to want to talk to someone about this comic while I'm reading it, and not just my friends, who have absolutely probably already read it. Um, email us, panelriot at gmail.com. Go to the website, panelriot.com, and enjoy just all the fun stuff. When this comes out, it's going to be just a just an explosion of Ninja Turtle art over at PanelRiot.com for your uh, enjoyment, for the pleasure of your eyeballs. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. Listening to Panel Riot is now easier than ever. All you have to do is go to PanelRiot.com, click on the link on the left that says most recent episode, and there will be a player right there for your convenience. Easy peasy uh, on your kneesy. And you can listen to it in your browser. But if you don't want to do that, if you want to listen to it on the go, the show is available so many places. Stitcher, Smart Radio, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and of course, the big one. We are available on iTunes. Um, And incidentally, if you could take a second 
and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it. It would go a, a long way to getting the word out about Panel Riot. And uh, uh, if you enjoy the show, tell a couple of friends. Have them tune in. Even if they listen to one or two episodes and then hate it, well, you don't want to hang out with those kind of people anyway. <laughs> um, as I said... Email us, panelriot.gmail.com. Tell me what you think of the show. If uh, if you know ways that I can improve the show, please let me know. I want to know what you're reading, what you would like to hear me talk about, what comics would you like to hear me read. Um, you can also hit me up on Twitter, at panelriot, or at DJ Lunchbox, that's me, or at Intern Stan, the world-famous Intern Stan. Go listen to him and his terrible young person speak where he just puts uses hashtags and says the letter U instead of Y-O-U um, anyway he's wildly popular uh, and uh, he's apparently become a teen heartthrob so go and check him out at, at intern Stan and um, yeah that's it that's it thanks for listening true believers until next week when hopefully I will have thought up a catchphrase If you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking, town to town, up and down the dial. Once in a while Heading up that highway Leaving you behind Hardest thing I ever had to do Broke my heart in two But baby, pay no mind The price for finding me Was losing you Help me hide my lonesome feeling Far away from you and feeling low It's getting late, my friend, my love, I miss you so Take good care of you, I've got to go
Riot is a proud member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.